You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're a 415 you're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more. And more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Grandy. I am Evan Giddings. Download the Odyssey app to rate us and subscribe to us there. Also, check us out on YouTube on the 95.7 The Game channel. Subscribe to that while you're there. Uh, we're going to get into some quarterback-related subjects today, Mark, because there were some comments from the local media, from some national media about Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, the quarterback room that is uh, pretty much the uh, number one topic in San Francisco, and we might have a little f- bit of fun towards the end, as we always do. Before we dive in, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I mean, not only the the top topic in 49ers land, but it's one of the bigger topics around the entire league, what the 49ers are going to do at quarterback. That's probably a little less the discussion, more so just kind of the wild situation the 49ers are in. It's not just us. There's everyone, and, and we will mention a, a couple of people who have been talking about the 49ers quarterbacks coming up here in just a little bit. Um, but it is one of the top topics around the entire league. We'll continue to dive into it. We will throw the rest of the month into August as the preseason gets going and all of that. Really looking forward to it. Um, but overall, I'm doing well. Uh, I get some time off coming up this week. I'm going to enjoy some time with the family, which should be a lot of fun. But I'm fired up for this episode, Evan. How are you? I'm I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I got my uh, my little coffee here. Shout out to uh, Timo's Cafe on 24th and Harrison in the Mission. Mm. <sighs> Nothing like black coffee in the morning <laughs> to get yourself situated. Shout out to them. Always keeping me healthy and most importantly, caffeinated. Yeah. Uh, but I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, looking forward to this week and looking forward to this episode because, Mark, we got a couple of comments that are related to to Trey Lance and the quarterback situation, but from both a local and national angle. And so I want to start with the local one first. Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, in his most recent, um, I guess, discussion about Trey Lance, you know, essentially was speaking about the quarterback room and how they appear to like or dislike Trey Lance. And what he said was uh, the 49ers appear to like Trey more now than at any point since he's been with the team. But if Brock Purdy gets healthy, stays healthy and performs, Trey Lance may never get a chance. So the question we posed is, do the 49ers like Trey Lance more now than at any other point? I'll give you first serve, Mark. How'd you feel about that? Um, First thoughts is that seems impossible. Um, just because of the 49ers starting Trey Lance last year, despite the fact that they had both Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy on the roster. Now I know the the politics of high picks and you expect them to play and all of that. And now you have this other sample. 
Um, and, and that's what makes it more difficult to play Trey Lance now because you have someone who's proven at least more than Trey Lance has. But first glance, this doesn't seem, I don't know, possible to me. Just considering what we have seen from the 49ers, especially over what, like the last six months, maybe more like five months after the end of the season, everything they've said about Trey Lance, um, John Lynch, I know it wasn't him confirming that they were trying to trade him, but confirming that they're, you know, answering phone calls about Trey Lance, all of that, the things that they've, that they've said about him, when you compare them to what they said about Brock Purdy, the fact that they signed Sam Darnold, um, if you were higher on Trey Lance now than you were last year when he was your starter, wouldn't you feel comfortable with him being your backup quarterback? All of that combined, Evan, I'm not really sure I buy it. Matt Mayoko generally has a good sense, very good reporter, and it often seems like he's the 49ers, um, I don't know, go-to guy to, to give them certain things. It, it does seem like he's connected in that sense. So this might be what the 49ers are telling him, Evan. I'm not saying he's making it up, but I just would push back on the fact that I don't think the 49ers actually feel this way about Trey Lance. Well, and that's kind of the part where it's difficult to see. The actions don't really match the words that yeah. we're hearing, because if, in fact, you were in love with Trey Lance or you like Trey Lance more than you ever have, then why this offseason did you bring in not one, but two new quarterbacks that you have discussed as being uh, you know, capable of? At any point throughout the season, Sam Darnold, and, and I'll throw even Brandon Allen in there because we've heard some wild rumors about him this offseason as well. <laughs> so I, I think from that perspective, I don't really see it. But at face value, I do kind of take Miyoko's word for it. And maybe that's just blind trust. But I, I do think that at this point, Trey Lance is you know coming up on his third year. I do think they like him more now than at any other point, or at least they should like him more now than at any other point because they've had the most time with him than at any other point part in his early career. So, you know, I, I do think that they like him. Uh, the question is, do they like him enough or do they like him in the ways that fans would like to see, uh, you know, manifest itself on the field? That appears to be the disconnect to me to where I don't believe we're going to get to see Trey Lance very often this year at all. And if we do, it probably means something has gone wrong. And, that is where I just, again, with the way that he was used last season, the way that he's kind of fallen out of favor and going from starting quarterback beginning of last season to potentially quarterback three at the beginning of this season, there, there just seems to be something off. And I, I can't quite put my finger on it, Mark, but I don't think that the messaging we're hearing from the 49ers or from media about Trey Lance matches up with their actions. Yeah, no, 100%. I agree. Um, and even some of the things they've said, I feel like, while they have, for the most part, been complimentary because they're not going to openly bash any of their players, there still have been differences in the way that these quarterbacks are talked about. And I'm not saying there shouldn't be, but I do feel like you can kind of get a, a look into the way they actually feel about these individual guys based on how they talk about them. Um, but you're right. They, they still have been, for the most part, complimentary. And, you know, they're not going to damage their player mentally. They're not going to hurt his reputation across the league. He's still a 49er, whether he plays, whether they trade him, whether they just let his contract expire and, and don't extend him. It doesn't do them any good to do that. So 
I think I'm a little less concerned about what they say and more about what they do. And for me, I just can't get past the Sam Darnold signing. And what I think it was Adam Schefter a couple of weeks ago brought up, it's a really good point. Why the hell did it happen so quickly? The first day of free agency, there were obviously discussions between these two parties for a long time, leading, not necessarily a long time, but for at least a period of time before free agency actually opened. You don't just immediately come to an agreement. I know it wasn't the most wild contract, a one-year contract, not going to have a bunch of wild stipulations and bonuses and crazy things here and there. It wasn't like the Jimmy Garoppolo contract last year where they had to work out playtime bonuses and if he leads the team to the playoffs and all of that. But um, I can't just get past that, Evan. If Sam Darnold is on this roster, it just seems to me to say that the 49ers are not comfortable with Trey Lance as their second string quarterback, or at the very least, they want to see if someone else can be better. And they feel like a cast off, still youngish quarterback, but who's really been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league during his time in the league. They want to at least see if he can beat out their third overall pick from a couple of years ago. And that to me does not mean it couldn't, it can't possibly mean that they are higher on Trey Lance now than they've been at any point, including last year when he was the team's freaking starter. Well, let me play Satan's advocate here because I think the Sam Darnold signing to me in a way does make sense from the perspective of Sam Darnold's services are probably more sought after than I think a lot of fans would like to admit just because he was a starting caliber quarterback. And if you're coming into a situation here where you're, I guess, being inserted as the third quarterback in the room uh, prior to everything we now know about, you know, whether it's uh, QB2, potentially QB1. Uh, then you have to move quickly if you're the 49ers because you're trying to make the best offer possible. And also, if Trey Lance truly is a project and Brock Purdy is at the time an unknown because he still hadn't had his surgery or had been very close to having his surgery, well, then you do have to make a move quickly and you do have to go out and get the best quarterback available that is also attainable, that is realistic. And Sam Darnold was cheap. He was a, a single-season flyer. And I think they're able to pitch to him the possibility of starting. And so I don't think that has to do so much with, with, with Trey Lance in the way that it has to do with you're just covering your bases. You're covering your ass in case Trey Lance doesn't end up being good. Brock Purdy can't be healthy because then you can't be stuck with a third potential no-name. You can't have Brandon Allen start at any point this season with the type of roster that you have. Like that's to me where I, I guess I can see why the Darnold signing makes sense as well as the immediacy with which they chose to sign him. Yeah. The, I mean, the big X factor here is Purdy's health. And I guess when the signing happened, it, it wasn't sure exactly. I mean, we're still not sure now, but you didn't have yeah. all the positive steps over the last couple of months from Brock Purdy and his health and his progress and his rehab, which seems to be really pretty far ahead of schedule at this point, which is certainly good news for the 49ers. I, my mind, and maybe this is just the, the pessimist in me, Evan, but my mind, when I hear something like this, especially from Matt Mayoko, who I think you agree, I agree, um, knows what he's talking about. He's not making any of these things up. He has sources inside the 49ers. The 49ers feed him certain things. It seems to me. Um, and he seems to be pretty well tapped in. Um, 
I can't shake the feeling that when I hear Matt Mayoko report something like this, again, quote from Matt Mayoko on Twitter, the 49ers appear to like Trey Lance more now than at any point since he's been with the team. When I hear that, what I can't shake, Evan, is the 49ers are saying that to Matt Mayoko so he can put it out to the masses so the 49ers can try their darndest to boost up his what he's worth on, on the trade market potentially. I can't get rid of that thought in my mind, Evan, but then the 49ers are dealing with a situation where they brought in this other quarterback, Sam Darnold, like we're talking about. Potentially, Sam Darnold wins the number two job out of camp, and then the 49ers, despite their best efforts at trying to massage Trey Lance's worth and his trade value, he's a third-string quarterback on your own roster. You can't have those two things go against each other. They just like cancel each other out. I don't I, I can't get past the idea that the 49ers are trying their best to put out publicly their love for Trey Lance so other teams might be persuaded to say, hey, they actually do still have you know some good feelings towards Trey Lance. Maybe we'll go out, we'll up our offer just a little bit and try to bring Trey Lance over to our side. I still don't think whatever offer that the 49ers would get, and I do believe that they have gotten offers, despite the, I think it was the Schefter report that that said that there's been no trade market for Trey Lance. I yeah. do not buy that. I mean, I, I buy that there hasn't been any sort of legitimate um, conversation because any any conversation that happens between the 49ers and another team is, hey, we'll give you a, a bottom round pick for Trey Lance or just want to kind of get your, your gauge on what you think he's worth. And of course, you're not trading a third overall pick for anything less than at this point, if you haven't even seen what he is yet, uh, a top three round pick. And that to me is not anything you're going to fetch. So there's just that, that conversation doesn't happen. Uh, but I don't believe that teams haven't made calls. The teams haven't inquired. And so I think you're right. They're trying to maybe posture a bit and keep his value at a certain level. Uh, but I also think that Kyle Shanahan is, I, I don't know what word you want to use. It could be um, innovative. It could be arrogant. Uh, it could be intelligent. Whatever word you want to use, I think Kyle Shanahan is that enough to think that this quarterback room is going to be one that he can succeed with this season and that he's going to make work no matter what Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, or Trey Lance believe their role in it to be. Like, he's just going to roll out the best guy on day one. It appears right now to be Brock Purdy. If that changes, well, then maybe it's Sam Darnold. If that changes, maybe it's Trey Lance. I think Kyle Shanahan is doing everything he can to keep us, as well as it seems like his quarterback's guessing, so that he can focus on what he really wants to, which is trying to win football games with arguably the best roster in football outside of the quarterback position. I don't know if I agree with Trey Lance, or pardon me, Kyle Shanahan keeping his own players, his own quarterbacks guessing. 100%, I think he has... He gets an immense amount of joy out of misleading us, the media, the fans. What I, I think he enjoys, maybe not misleading, that might be too strong of a word, but at least not giving them the full picture. And I mean, he shouldn't. He's a National Football League head coach. He's not going to put his business out there for everyone, which would immediately get to all the other teams. He's not going to do that. But I think he has a ton of fun, uh, you know, whether it's he's randomly his his son or daughter or whatever pulls up something that some talking head said on Twitter and he shows it to him and, and Shanahan gets a giant smile on his face. Like, Oh my God, there's no way that 
that uh, Brock Purdy is is going to be healthy for week one. This is great, or, or whatever the situation is. I feel like he enjoys watching people kind of grasp at straws for what he's trying to do. But I get the sense internally, Evan, that the 49ers know exactly what's going on and exactly what their plan is. I, I think if you were to anonymously poll and you got everyone's honest responses back, I think most people in the 49ers organization would say, Purdy's the number one, Sam Donald's the number two, and Trey Lance is the number three. I think it's relatively clear to the 49ers organization at this point, but they're doing everything they can to kind of hide that from the general public. Well, what I think, before we transition real fast, I what I mean by keep them guessing is that, yes, I think the hierarchy is established right now, but what if Brock Purdy has a setback? Or Trey Lance comes out and balls out in training camp? Or Sam Darnold does? Like keeping them guessing from the sense of it could be your chance to be the quarterback at any time and you need to prepare accordingly. Like that, that's, I think, the conversation that is had because right now, like it just, it changes seemingly on a day to day basis and maybe it doesn't internally. But for us, Mark, there's so many different signs and, uh, you know, quotes out there that seem to point us in a different direction than we had the week before that unless Kyle Shanahan has uh, a cemented, quarterback hierarchy on his whiteboard at home and he is not moving off of it uh, i think he is open to potentially changing so i don't know um look it's it's fascinating it's interesting it's something we're going to continue to talk about uh as we do seemingly every single week 